Hey guys, and welcome to Goodversations, a collection of honest, deep dive conversations with talented voices in the theater industry. My name is Alexandra, and I'm joined today by Sarah O'Connor. Currently starring in Waitress here on the West End, Sarah has lots of theater credits to her name, including roles in Evita, Mamma Mia, and Les Mis, where she covered 12 tracks, including being an emergency gavroche who is traditionally played by a 12-year-old boy. We sat down backstage at the Adelphi Theatre to talk all about Waitress and making her Jenna debut earlier this year. I have to say I had so many questions from you guys that Sarah very graciously answered, so keep an ear out for those as well. Be sure to follow Sarah on Instagram at Sarah underscore C underscore O'Connor and follow Goodversations for more episodes of this show. Here's my conversation with Sarah O'Connor. I'm Sarah O'Connor. I'm a swing here at Waitress, so I cover all the ensemble girls. I also cover Jenna and Dawn, so I have those two covers as well. So I have six tracks in total. Incredible. So how old were you when you first knew that you wanted to be a performer? I joined my local stage school at eight, but I don't think... I, I knew I loved it, but I don't think I really thought it was a career possibility because it really wasn't as, not as that it wasn't as popular back then, dancing and drama and all that has been very popular through the years, but it's not been as um, kind of backed as a job as such. I don't think people, people don't really think it's a proper job, um, but it is now. It's a lot more supported now. I just think people, it was just a bit unusual. It was an unusual career choice. So I think at 17, I kind of started to take it a bit more seriously, had a, you know, a chat with my parents and kind of went what do we think? Because it is not that it's age limiting. Um, you can start this career at any age. That's the beauty of it. There's uh, roles out there for every job, but obviously the more, um, the, the sooner you start and the more experience you have, the, the better and easier it is, or that it can be anyway. I just decided to go straight into it. And any, anything, I think you can have more than one career in a lifetime. I don't know what's going to happen through the years. I might go, ah, I want to do something else, but this is my love. So I'm glad I, glad I went for it. And actually, Chloe wants to know, did you go to drama school? I did go to drama school. I went to a drama school in Essex in Romford called CPA, um, Collins Performing Arts, which is now unfortunately closed, which is really sad because I used to go back and teach there quite regularly, which was lovely as well to go back with kind of experience from what I've been doing and all that kind of thing. But um, yeah, it's not there anymore. But I did. I loved it. And fast forward to now, you're doing a smashing job here at the Adelphi every night. So what does it feel like to be part of a show where female characters are actually taking the lead? Oh, it's the best. This show has taught me loads. It gives me inspiration constantly. The people I work with teach me, like I, I learn a lot from people I work with um, and watching how they work. Um, the rehearsal process has been my favorite that I've had in any job. I've been very fortunate. I've not had any jobs I haven't enjoyed, but this one in particular in the rehearsal process was so interesting. The difference between a female run environment to a mixed gender run environment. It's not that it's better as such. It was just so enjoyable for me because it was completely different. It was a different vibe. The women, I don't know, they just, 
the, these women in particular anyway, they just communicated well and they came out with really different ideas. And also because it is such a, a female-led show, um, there is some great male characters as well. And we do celebrate that as women. We're not like, oh, women are the best. It's more like we're just celebrating the women, but we're also celebrating the men. It's nothing to do with who's better nothing to do with that it's 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 all about equality and support for each other and I think when it comes to the creative side it was just a really interesting new and fresh way for me to work personally um so yeah I absolutely loved it of course the songs are so brilliantly written too so what is it like singing those Sarah Bareilles tunes every night oh god Sarah okay Sarah Bareilles I remember when I went to what I thought was going to be my final Mm -hmm. um I was in the Dominion Theatre and I went in and I, I was supposed to go in and they were running a bit behind because I think they were working with people and really taking the time, which I always appreciate in audition because you do so much work. It's nice when they don't just shuffle you in and out and they really took their time with everyone. So they were running a bit behind. So they took a little bathroom break and Sarah came out of the double doors from where I was doing the audition. And I was like, oh my God, I love you. <laughs> I love her. I think she's fantastic. I've been singing her songs from before Waitress. And um, yeah, so it was one of those kind of pinch me moments, but also the minute I went into the room and I met her, I felt equal. I didn't feel like, it's like she, there, there's, there, she's so normal. Like she is so normal. She's amazing at her job and she has an aura that surrounds her, but she doesn't make you feel inferior at all. Um, which is probably why she has had su- such a successful run with Waitress and in her prop career, because clearly she's an awesome person and people want to keep working with her. So that was, very very cool and when it comes to the actual songs in waitress itself oh my god like the music is unreal it's not like any other musical it's it's got such a it's got the heart of sarah really and that's not every musical is so different but this one in particular has a lovely kind of pop country vibe at times and then you kind of have like your Beatles vibes and things like the Never Getting Rid like I love her What's Inside album Um, because all the songs you hear them in a brand new fresh way sometimes it's gender swapped or you know they're just sung in a completely different way which is really really nice and interesting to listen to so her songs are so flexible like that and actually on that note Megan and Olivia want to know what's your favorite song to perform as Jenna? There is no one. They're so different because they're also like the negative is so funny, but actually I do prefer doing the negative as Dawn, actually. So it has, I mean, it's such a cliched answer. It's probably going to be, she used to be mine, or I have to say what Bacon can do. I think that's my favorite one because I'm getting to physically be active. I am, I get to engage with the other women on stage and they, I get to sing with them and they kind of echo the, the gorgeous vibes that Jenna gets to sing through their movement as well. And physically I enjoy that with them because we're all mirroring each other. It's beautiful. I mean, she used to be mine. By the time you get to that point in the show, you're so connected to the piece that you're, the beginning of the song, you're barely even singing. You're just telling a story and it just comes out from there. The actual music of She Used to Be Mine is one of the most stunning things I've ever had the pleasure of singing. But with what Bacon can do, there's so much guts about it. And it's just an unusual song. It goes in and out, up and down. But I like being able to bake during the song. I think it's quite fun. Are so. you a good baker in no, real life? No, I cannot bake. Um, I tried to do a sugar-free cake last year and it was horrific. Probably because it was sugar-free. I've done a muffin or two. That's about it, honestly. A cupcake, maybe. A Victoria sponge, very basic, but none of them are worth 
repeating I don't think all I know is that um, they said to me when we were in rehearsals or when they've seen me do Jenna you can look like you can bake that's all you have to do I was like great that is the correct answer amazing and they're also selling pies downstairs so are you sick of pie yet or can you eat them still I've not been eating the pie out from out front I've tried one of them um, but we don't really see the pies out front Um, the ones that we eat in the show are an apple pie they're very basic they're absolutely they're gorgeous from M&S but it's just a basic apple pie so they're nothing like the pies that Jenna would bake or anything like that but um I don't tend to eat much of it in the show actually there's only one or two tracks that have real cake or real pie so um but yeah I take minimal because if you were to have that eight shows a week you wouldn't be fitting in your costumes um but sometimes they have an over order so we take the pies and we give them out People give them to their neighbors, their partners, their housemates, whoever. So that's such a lovely thing to yeah, do. Yeah, it's great. When there's like over order, everyone's like to the boxes. It's great. <laughs> Amazing. Well, actually, speaking about Jenna and the complexity of that character, yeah. you know, you made your Jenna debut in May. So a lot of people would actually like to know what was that day like for you? I'd actually had my Dawn debut the week before. If I'm honest, the the date I thought I was going on for the first time was the following Wednesday and I ended up on the Saturday before because Kat McPhee was very ill with food poisoning and she never goes off. She's an absolute robot. All our Jennas have been. They're unreal. Like the women, they're like proper leading ladies. They're unreal. Um, I'm, yeah, it was, a, it was a very odd phone call to get. It was a very unexpected phone call. I was not, I didn't know what my company manager was ringing for. I was like, well, it's never going to be Kat because it never is Kat. And she, he was like, you're on, you're on for Janet for at least one show. We weren't sure how well she was going to be for the second show. How many so hours before was that? I got a call at half 10 and I have to be in the building by a quarter past 11 or quarter past one. I was still in bed um, and which I usually wouldn't be. I don't know why I was. I was being lazy and I was skipping the gym. And I basically was like, okay. Uh. So I have never been dressed, showered and dressed and in an Uber so quick. I didn't even get a train to work that day. I got a, I got a cab. I was like in the cab. I was just like taking some time, texting people, ringing people, slight panicking. And just so, I was just so excited. I was like, you know what? It is so much easier to go on for, for these bigger roles when you're not expecting to. I absolutely loved it. It was a day I'll never forget. And I actually do really remember it very, very well. And it was very emotional. It's Ugh. such an iconic role that a lot of people would yeah. die for. Honestly, know? I waited four years for that moment and it was nothing it was so much more beautiful than I ever expected. It was, I felt really special. It was great. Apart from Jenna, who of course is the lead character of the mm-hmm. show, you cover, as you mentioned, multiple other tracks as a swing, which is such a particular and tricky job to have. So first of all, well done for doing it so amazingly. <laughs> Sometimes. So what did you think being a swing was going to be like and what is it actually like? Well, I was a swing before, once on Les Mis, I had 11 tracks, so that was a lot. I had Eponine, I had nine ensemble tracks, and I include being emergency gavroche, okay? I was a 24-year-old girl pretending to be a 10-year-old cockney boy, but I was going to do it. How do you even do that? It was So when, if I was to ever have gone on for that, I was, I basically just wear my urchin outfit, which you wear anyway, as some of the ensemble in Les Mis. And then I had a dead Fontaine chopped crop wig. Oh, it was horrific, and a little hat. And I just do... I mean, you just, let's be honest, the audience were going to know that you're not Gavroche. So you just kind of got to own it and see what happens. It nearly yeah. happened, but it didn't. I mean, 
Gosh. The opportunity passed me by. That would have been a great story. <laughs> that though. would have been that would have been hilarious. It was very close to the mark. Actually, it was very close. To, it was the beginning, near the beginning of the contract. I hadn't even been on for all the girls yet. But um, so I've been a swing before. Um, I I enjoy it. I think my brain enjoys it. It likes the exercise. It likes to kind of go right. What are we doing? I don't like to do the same thing every day. Um, all the time so it was like I hadn't been a swing for a while so I was ready to have something new a new challenge this show is um, probably not as simple as people think it's going to be as a swing you look at it and go oh the ensemble don't do that much they do so much the cups the forks the sugars the pies the entrances and exits the energy none of it is not taught within an inch of its life there is a reason for everything you do everything you do has a a domino effect for someone else so when we're down people or anything like that there are so many things that have to be covered and because the reason things move so well for Jenna and all the leading parts is because you have these amazing ensemble group working so hard behind them and that's what lifts the story to another level so all those pies don't happen without the ingredients and the ingredients are the ensemble and they are the kind of um underlying current of everything that's happening so none of the great stuff can happen without the ensemble and that goes for every show to be fair i don't know what i expected it to be like um i think i was prepared for what a swing feels like um but i really yeah every track has their own little thing which is really nice to look forward to So what was your process like learning these tracks? Well, my process wasn't quite what I thought it was going to be. So in rehearsals, Kat actually wasn't with us for the majority. So I learned Jenna um, from the get-go. So I learned it with David and Pete and Laura and Marisha and all all the other characters that were learning their characters. I learned it. um, I, I wasn't learning it as a swing. I started learning it as Jenna. So... I didn't start learning the ensemble tracks till we were already in tech because Kat McPhee was back with us by then. So I, w- I felt really far behind, but Leanne Pinder and um, Mark and Mike, the other two swings, they were so supportive. And I was like, I haven't had time to learn this or whatever, you know, I just like got everything down with Catherine Woolley, our musical director on my tape. And like Leanne would go through everything bit by bit. And the guys were great as well. So it was very much, I learned it kind of, like I was coming into the show almost as a swing. It was weird. It was it was not the usual process. I just watched the show a lot. Yeah. That's good. And my Bible. We all have a Bible. Oh, yeah. I was going to ask you, like, do you guys collate, like, notes and, like, write things down? Or do you take videos? We or? all have our... We have a group on WhatsApp where we used to send videos. We don't need those anymore. Unless we need to check something or something changes, we'll update it. But generally, we all just have our own way of learning and writing things down with different details. So we have a, like, little Bible per person. Yeah. And then we just need to follow that. I don't, we don't pick it up as much anymore, but if you haven't been on for someone in a while and you want to refresh, you have something to go to. Leanne's Bible, though, that's gold dust. It has everything in the show. Amazing. So that's, that Is can that never... Is that the pink one? That's the pink one, the big, the big one. That the actually, biggest to be one fair, A lot of them are together. There's more than one folder there. I have four. I have oh, wow. one for Jenna, one for Dawn, a massive one for the four girls, and then I have a blue one, which is just all music. Oh, wow. So it's a lot. That's incredible organizational skills, though. Oh, you got to do it. <laughs> you got to do it. And actually, what would you say are some of the biggest challenges of being a swing? When you haven't been on for something in a while, probably. Um, sometimes you, you doubt yourself or you have those moments where you're like, who am I? <laughs> and you're on stage and like, yeah, tonight I'm Liv. No, I'm not. I'm Kelly. I'm Liv. I'm Kelly. I'm Liv. And that happened to me one night. And that was one of the, I think it was the worst night I've had as a swing here. Generally, touch wood, everything has been pretty okay. And I was in the middle of the wedding 
and I just went I can't remember I couldn't remember who I was and Caddy and Lou were the opposite side of the, the opposite sides of the arch and I stood in the middle I stood in the middle of the arch and Don and Ogie were getting married and they just walked around me as I stood there as I was like yep yeah. yeah and everyone just laughed at me uh, you have to laugh at yourself you know you got to cut yourself a break you're going to make mistakes but luckily that's the biggest one I've made I probably shouldn't even admit that generally that's what it is and yeah. it's so quick fire as well you have to think on the spot you can't just take your yeah. time with it because yeah. everyone can see you as well yeah it's- and if you're down people you you don't just do one track you might do a mix of tracks so sometimes it can be quite a mental challenge on a night but I love it it keeps it, it keeps me busy I like it it's nice and one other thing as a swing sometimes you're not on on things like opening nights and stuff like that closing nights so generally sometimes you could feel a little bit distant but you know we're quite a sociable group of swings here so we do tend to go around and chat to people and all that kind of stuff so so what skills do you think are required you know for someone who would like to be a swing or who would be interested in trying that to be a swing you have to be very organized you have to be calm in a certain way. You need to be striving for perfection in every track that you do and you want to do them all to the best of your ability, but also be able to keep calm um, if you're not doing the same one every night or anything like that. So, for instance, you're doing a few people a week and you know, you're switching in and out it's good to have a good brain that can kind of keep all that detail in there. Um, some people are capable of it but don't enjoy it and some people really just it just doesn't work for them so it is it is totally um it's different for everybody um it's just a way your kind of your brain works you either enjoy it or you don't um but i i absolutely love it i love the buzz of things being different every day but i do feel that you have to be able to handle pressure you need to be able to stay calm under pressure you need to be able to stay calm under any situation of not just covering your swing tracks but if things go wrong on stage because you know you know the show probably a lot better than some other people you know how to pick things up last minute if things go wrong so if something falls you're like well I know that that person does this next so I can get it then or if something breaks or falls you generally know where all the props are going to be and but if you're doing the same track every night you only touch the same props you only see the same people so generally as a swing if anything goes wrong they'll know how to fix it or anything like that so yeah you have to be good under pressure a hard worker organized and really you have to be reliable I think and actually you mentioned the props and it is such a prop heavy show yes. so what was it like learning that kind of rhythm of where things are and when to get them because it's so closely timed the learning with the props was one thing putting it with the singing was another because a lot of the time you're doing the opposite of what you're singing things there's a lot of canons in things like opening up um so you're doing the same choreography for each person but you're doing it on a different count for each person and you have a different um vocal line so with this show which is unusual it doesn't always have like just soprano and altos um it has for every girl has their own vocal line um so you have four possibilities for your vocal you have four dances and they're, they're all so specific you're physically doing the same thing for some of it some of it's canoned and then you're singing the opposite so it can be a little bit like pat your head rub your belly moments but um you i think you then kind of just see each track individually and it just starts to happen when you get to know the show just got a lot of practice talking about this Romy wants to know have you guys had any funny like on stage mishaps that have happened during the show 
Anything you can share? Yes. Of course things go wrong. You know, pies have... Oh, there was one preview where there was no pie. And uh, it's the bit where Earl's like, mmm, that's tasty. And there was no pie. And Kat was like, tried everything. And she was like, listen. She just looked at the audience and went, we need pie for this bit. Okay, so just bear with me. And then we ended up getting pie onto her, to, to her on stage and it was fine. But it was just little things like that or a cup might break or you know, the pies might spill out of the the bowls when they're being made, all that kind of thing. Little trips and falls happen, of course they do. Um, Or little bumps, but nothing touch wood too crazy that I can think of. I mean, when people say lines backwards, it's brilliant. And it's literally gobbledygook has come out. And you need to pretend it hasn't happened, you know, and you're just looking at the character. They know, you know, and everyone's just trying not to laugh, you know. But then you have things like Ogie, where especially Jack McBrayer, when he was here, he changed his hot coffee situation so many times. You know, sometimes you lose it. You're trying it. You're trying so hard not to laugh too much, but it can be very entertaining. Yeah. Things do go wrong, but that's okay. And because it is such a heartwarming musical, you know, I keep noticing new parts of the show and like one-liners every time I come back, which mm-hmm. I didn't see before. So Kristen wants to know, what's your favorite moment in the show? God, that's a hard question. My favorite moment in general. Oh, God. Oh, there are a few. Oh, there, you know what? That's too hard. It depends on what I'm doing or if it's something I enjoy of someone else. I do love the moments like when she has the baby and she gets rid of Earl. I think that's such... When the music, actually, this is where the music is so genius and people don't even realise. When you're Jenna and you get the baby, there's a chord that's played and it's like the chord is perfect for the feeling you're supposed to have. And it gets me every time. Even if I'm just in a rehearsal and I'm not really in full Jenna mode or you haven't done the whole story, it gets me every time. And um, those kind of moments, I love the pies. I think the pies are incredible. Um, I think they say so much and they say so many different things. But I do think, I love things like what's inside when you see all the ensemble working together. Oh God, that's a really hard one. Yeah. I don't know. But those are some amazing moments that you yeah. just had, so. Yeah, or even just op- the opening up finale is really lovely. When you're getting all, when all the props work perfectly on time, it looks so good. And I think it's really enjoyable to see it really, really slick. That's really good. Yeah, those. That's the thing. I feel like, you know, people love this show so much, myself included, because we can see ourselves in, like, each of the characters, mm-hmm. you know, the anxiety, the love, the <gasps> gotcha. torment, everything. So. Actually, I will add, there is one thing that I do love. I love hearing what the audience are feeling. There is especially Bad Idea Reprise. Oh, my gosh, it takes them by surprise. Like, Pineapple Upside Down Pie. And they're like... <gasps> what and they're laughing so hard and you're trying like we're in ensemble you're you're side stage hearing what's going on when you're jenna you can see what you're doing to people and it's honestly sometimes you catch the audience's faces and they are just wetting themselves they are laughing so hard because it really is a it is a, a shock of act too what are some of the messages from waitress that you hope the audience will be taking away you know as they hop on the tube after the show Oh, there are so many things. I think that's the best thing. Because there's so many different stories in it, you can take the one that's most relevant to you. All the different characters will give you different things. Um, Like Dawn and Ogie, you know, throw yourself into love. It's okay to be individual. There is someone for everyone. Our quirks will be loved. You don't have to be changed to be loved. You just have to find the person that's right and respects you. 
Um, if you're in a relationship where you are not being treated correctly or you feel stuck or alone, there is always help there somewhere. Pick up the phone, do your damnedest to find the strength from whatever, wherever it is, the pit of your stomach, you know, from right down in your boots. Reach out to someone. Know that there's someone out there that can help you. Find hope wherever you can. Um, sometimes you don't have to have everything to be happy. You just have to have the simple things in life, which is love, you know, and, and friendship and, you know, kindness and laugh with your friends. That kind of thing is just as important as money and houses and whatever else that comes with it. That comes and goes. But I think just the basics is what can make you happy in life. You have one life. Go and try and live the best you can. What's the best bad idea that you've ever had? Oh, I don't know. Oh, God. I feel like my bad ideas are just bad ideas. Probably, uh, let's be honest, it's going to be some photographs. I would say it would be most of my attire through 15 to 18. What three words would you use to describe your experience at Waitress so far? Best job ever. Perfect. Done. That's brilliant. Easy. Um, and as we all know, it only takes a taste to fall in love with something. Yes. So what's your favorite guilty pleasure food or snack? I, I do love chocolate. My tea is my go-to. Coffee when I'm in crazy rehearsals, but I do love a cup of tea and I do like a whole nut. I got 30 whole nut bars for my 30th off mic, one of the other swings. I still can't get through them. If I can't, I'll be so horribly obese. I've been giving them out to people, to be fair, but I do like chocolate and a cup of tea and I think it just sorts out so many things. And a croissant with jam. Ooh. I do like that. Amazing. Yeah. What new habits have you adopted for this role? You know what, I think I've actually, this show has given me a lot of new energy that I haven't had before. I'm never as tired, I'm always busy, but I can kind of keep going. I think when you're really happy in a job, it's given me that, so it's given me a lot of energy. But I don't think I've any new kind of habits. What was that bit there? What new habits have you adopted? Yeah, I don't think I've like got new habits as such. Um, I think I've maybe got back into the habit of other things that I haven't been doing for a while, like, you know, swing head and all that kind of thing. But generally, no, I think it's giving me a lot more energy and just kind of I like being kind of my up getting my get up and go has been kind of found again I'd say if you could give your younger self one piece yes. of advice and say dear younger Sarah what would it be dear younger Sarah don't be afraid to do it just go for it it's never you know what I think you're always afraid to fail you're always failure is not what you think it's going to be failure is not something that happens if this hadn't worked out failure would be not giving it a go Brilliant. And of course, I have to ask, if you could make up a pie that would summarize your life right now, what would be inside and what would you call it? I would probably call it follow your heart pie. Definitely follow your heart pie, because I feel like when I go with my gut, that's when the best things happen. When I let go, that's when the best things happen. So I'd probably put like a dash of like not giving a care in the world because sometimes you need it. Um, put in my friends and family because they are my absolute support system. Hard work, luck. Do what makes you happy and chuck it in there because if you ain't happy doing something, it's not worth it. And it's so hard. it's so easy to say that because I'm doing something I love. There's so many people out there that are doing things they don't love. And I'm so grateful that I get to do what I love. So I think I'll chuck that in. But for sure, just kind of fearlessness. Give it a go. If you're not happy, try and change it. And um, gin. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much not for doing this. Not at all. This. Pleasure. Absolute pleasure. 
If you enjoyed this episode, then please consider giving us a rate and review. This would help me tremendously in reaching more theater fans and also getting more guests on this show. And I would love to hear your thoughts on this episode. You know, I'm always just one message away on Instagram and you can find me at Goodversations. So let's get to know each other. Thank you again so much for listening and I'll talk to you again next Monday. 